The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being studied by Alun Shmat, Rabbi Yosef ben Sarah, Abraham ben Esther, Ruhashem Tanihem began Aiden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Fuash Shlema, Moshe ben Dina, Sarah bat Rachel, Sarah bat Rachel, Shlomo ben Miriam. And now the final daf, Fuat Nefesh, Fuat Guf, Fuat Am, Kerubal Abu, Vecheni Rasom and Omar. Amen. Mishnah, Hal Noder Min Had Dagan. So I got me the Noder against Dagan. Dagan usually is interpreted as grains that are usually put into piles. So if a person makes a nedir against that terminology, dagan, asur befula misri yavish. He's going to be asur in the bean, the fula misri, if it's dry, because they also would pile it. So therefore it has the properties of dagan. But you don't think that dagan is necessarily only wheat and things like that. It's any item that is put in a pile. That's what Tadan says in the first line. Dekevan de midgan, she'osin mimenu dagan, uh, I would look at the tet there, and he would make that a girsa. Right, gorin. They make it a gorin, which is a pile. Devre Rabbi Meir, Vachemim Omrim, Eno Asur Ela Behameshe Taminim. He says, no, Dagan is specifically referring to the five grains. That would be Hita, Usura, uh, that would be. Shibolet Shual, Shifon, and Kusemet. Those are the five different grains. It's wheat, barley, rye, oats, and spelt. If a person clearly says he's not going to have Tivu'ah, makes a nether against it. Okay, Tivu'ah, according to the Bimi'ir, specifically is the five grains. Again, but if he's no dermina dagan, asur bakol. He's asur in anything that is made a gorin. But he'd be permissible in fruit of the trees and in vegetables. That is not included in dagan. Okay. Comes the, which means when, let's read the mefaresh, uh, second line, mefaresh, she uh, side. He says, I definitely agree with you. Which means Rabbi Meir will agree that the five grains are asur when he says tivua. Any item that is put in a pile, Kri Kri is like a pile. dry Kri. That's what it's going to be asur. Comes Gemara the dagan called the midgan mashma. You mean to tell me when the guy says the word dagan, it means anything that is put like in a pile, like wheat and the fula misri and all that? Is that, is that so? Mativ Rav Yosef. Now, the introduction to this piece of it, it was in the times of Hizkiyah Hamelech. And the people were not careful in giving the terumot and ma'asrot. So in order for Hizkiyah to, you know, make a takana, so the people will get excited again to give the terumot and ma'asrot, he made a new law that you have to give the terumot and ma'asrot in the Beit HaMikdash. You got to come to Yerushalayim to give them in the Beit Hamikdash. That was like a new, new uh, fence that he put up, and it, it, it worked. It was a motivating factor. And the, the pasuk is going to tell us not only did they give things that they were hayav minat Torah, but they were even bringing stuff that they weren't hayav. They were giving it because yeah, the uh, the takana worked. So the pasuk says, and we quote, "Vechifrotz uh, hadavar." When the gezerah became uh, rampant, when it spread. 
Hirbu Bnei Yisrael Reshit Dagan. So the Jewish people started to bring their uh, Dagan. Tirosh V'Yitzhar. Okay, that's the wine, that's the oil. Udvash V'chol Tivuat Sadeh. And they brought all Tivuat the field, Larov. So now, the Gemara says, V'i Amar Dagan called the Midgan Mashmah. Do you tell me that when you say Dagan, it's including all, obviously, wheat products as well, because wheat is also put in a pile. My kefrot sadavar hirbu, which means what do you have to say? Tivuat sadefo. Tivuat was already included in dagan. Didn't you just tell me dagan includes all type of grains and things like that that are put in a kri? So therefore, the pasuk is redundant. It says they were giving dagan, they were giving tivuat aris. Uh, what are you talking? I thought dagan includes tivuat aris. So Gemara says, Amar Abaye laatuye perot ha'ilan v'yarak. Tivuat sadeh is coming to include different items. Vegetables and items of fruit. Let's look at the uh, Ran, third line. V'chafrot sadavar, nekrahu be'devrei yamim. D'bimei chazkiyah, lo ayu zirizin nafrish shlomot ma'asrot. Amad chazkiyah v'tiken sheyaviyu otam bet Hashem. V'chitiv, v'chafrot sadavar shenet hazekah. V'gavra takanato shel chazkiyah. When the takanah became established. Hirbu b'nei Yisavi, Amar Dagan called the Midgan, Mashma, Ma'ayim Chot Tvata Sadeh, Da'ay called the Midgan, Avu Bechlal Dagan, Vimken called Tvata Sadeh Bechlal, It's included. So the Gemara Eitz, Latuye Perot Ha'ilam V'yarak, She'en Osim Dagan Mehen. Right, coming to include fruits and vegetables, that you don't make Dagan from it, that's Tvuat, said Rabbi Mi'ir Omer, had Noder Mena Tvuat. Right, so what do we say? Noder Mena Tvuat, according to Rabbi Mi'ir, according to everybody, includes the five grains. Everybody agrees. Only the five grains when you say So of course, the Chavrat was uh, five grains. What, what, what else is it coming to include? So the Gevara says, That you would have thought that while it's coming to include all things, and the Gemara is going to, the reason why is because in Aramaic, the Aramaic interpretation for Tivu'ah is Alalta. And Alalta is mashma, anything that you bring in that you get like a profit from. So therefore, uh, you would have thought that when you say Tivu'ah, it includes any type of item that's a product, that's a produce that you bring in and you have a benefit. No, Tivu'ah specifically is. The five grains are not all items. But if Rav Yosef, back to the question again, V'chifrot ha'davar irbu b'nei Yisrael. Oh, so we're back to the question. Because the Pasuk says that what? Uh, it says, Tivu'ah ta'aris. And what did you tell me Tivu'ah ta'aris is coming to include? Perot, even and, Yirakot. Uh, I just thought you told me that when it says Tivu'ah, Tivu'ah only means the five grains. You just explained to me the Pasuk al-Hizkiyah. That tivuat ta'aris means even other things. So the Gemara says, Amaravat tivuat lihud, tivuat sadeh lihud. Different terminology. Tivuat alone is the five grains. Tivuat sadeh is talking about vegetables and fruits. Different terminologies. Comes the Gemara and says, Bar Mor Shemuel. That's the son of Mor Shemuel. Pakid, he left in his will, the litnun that should be given. Telesar alfez zuze lerava, thirteen thousand zuz terava, min alalta from the alalta. That's what he wrote. That word alalta, the nehar panya 
from the area of Narpanya. Rashnan, Bar Murshmuel Pakid Alalta Echi Mikdia. Shelo Ayalu Rabali told Ella Mealalta, she had the Bar Murshmuel. It was only allowed to take from the Alta. Alta is the produce that you know was brought in for uh, that people make uh, profit from. That's the interpretation for Tivua in the Aramaic. So he left them. Take from the Alalta 13,000 zoos worth by the Nahar Panya. So he sent to Rav Yosef. He didn't know what it is. Alalta hechi mikriya. What do you call alalta? How do you define that in in in, uh, in terminology? What is it? Amar Rav Yosef matnitini. What do you mean? It's a definus mishnah. Veshavin benoder menatevua sheen asur elam mehamesh taminim. So Rav Yosef understood that. Well, we know our mishnah says tevua is including the five minim, and we know the Aramaic interpretation of tevua is alalta. So therefore, he thought synonymous. five minim. So therefore, you can go take thirteen thousand zoos from his, uh, you know, wheat, barley, whatever that may be. Abaye didn't accept Rabbi Yosef's interpretation. Amar le Abaye, vidame. Tivua lo mashma ela mehamesh taminim. Tivua is mashma five species. Alalta kol mili mashma, but alalta is mashma everything. Ran the alalta lashun biav hachnasa veshevach. Mm-hmm. Al any income, anything that comes into the house that brings you profit, and it's you know shevach, uh, it brings you uh, like I said prof- prof- profitability, which is al general terminology. So the fact that you rejected Rabbi Yosef's proof, what are you talking about? Al alta, al alta doesn't only mean five uh, species; it can mean any any uh, any item. Oh. So they sent back to Rava Abaye's uh, interpretation. Amar uh, that was my question. I knew alalta means all items. Hadahu de ibayli. This was what my question was. Schar batim veschar sefinot mai. I wanted to know: Could you also call alalta rent? Schar batim, the rent that you get for uh, houses and renting out boats, which means he wanted to know: Can he take his uh, money that's coming to him from the rent? Let's say. And can he take it from the renting of the boats? Is that also called alalta? Well, why not? It is an income. It is uh, it is a, it's another item that comes in, which is a profit. So it says, Because it's an income, but it decreases. Because what happens to the houses over time? They get worn out. And therefore, it's a type of asset that diminishes in its value. The boat's the same thing, the wear and tear. So therefore, maybe alalta is only a type of income that Grows that gets um, you know more mishubah or dilma or maybe kevan delo yadia pechitayu alaltai or maybe since it happens so slow which means it's not the, 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 the wear and tear and the diminishing of its value it doesn't happen overnight it's a gradual item so it's not even noticeable so therefore it's really considered alalta a profit and a gain and therefore it is included so that was the question that uh, he had Rava Amarua Rabbanan kamed Rabbi Yosef. So they went to Rabbi Yosef and they told him uh, the question. They said, listen, Alata, he had no question. Alata, he knew what Alata is. He knew it includes everything. His question was, what's considered Alata? Amar v'chi mahad elot sarich lan, amay shalach lan. So he, he didn't need it. What did he send me a question for them? What did he send me a question? What's Alata? And I give him my answer. And then he comes along and says, no, that wasn't my question. So, so, so what, what, what is he doing? Ikpad Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef got angry. He felt it was like a, a slight of his kavod and uh, that uh, Rava acted with a little ga'ava uh, 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 and therefore he was makpid. Shama'a Rava v'atale kameh v'ma'alei yomadi kipure. 
So Rava heard, he went to Eskel Mechila. He came to the Erev Yom Kippurim. He saw Rava. Rava saw that the servant of Rav Yosef was pouring for him wine. Let me pour the wine for uh, Rav Yosef. So he gave it to him and he made Meziga. In the olden days, they used to not only pour wine, but they had to pour the water to dilute it, right? When he drank it, Yosef was blind. Couldn't see. He said, this wine over here tastes like the wine of Rava Bered Rav Yosef Barhama. Because he had a special constitution, the way he would dilute three to one. So therefore he knew already this was the Meziga of Rava. Amarle, who knew? That's him. Amarle, lo titiv akarech. He told him, don't, uh, don't sit. Ad amartli pirusha dhadin milta. Until you give me pirusha in the following pesukim. Now he's going to give him a musar that he felt that uh, he had to hear. So he says, don't sit until you explain me the pshat in this pesukim. My dikhtiv, umi midbar matana, umi matana nahaliel, umi nahaliel bamot. It's a pesukim in the Torah and the Shira uh, of the Be'er of Miriam. When they, the Torah is extolling the virtues of the Be'er that follow the Jewish people in the Midbar, so this Pesuk over there is in that uh, Shira. Literally, from Midbar to Matana, from Matana to Nahaliel, from Nahaliel to Bamot. Seems these are names of locations. Amar so he told him, Kevan she'ose Adam et atzmo kamidbar shumufkar lakol When a person makes himself like a Midbar, that it's totally... Mufkar, it's hefkir, it's ownerless uh, for everybody. So the Mefaresh is learning Melamed Torah Bechinam Lakot. That is teaching Torah to everybody for free. And uh, when he does that, Torah Nitna Lo Bematana. Shine Emar. Umimidbar, when a person acts really in a humble way, like the Midbar that's trampled on and it's Mufkar Lakot, then what? Matana. Then the Torah is given to him as a which is humility is a prerequisite to receive the Torah as a gift. So, then already his inheritance is God. He has divikut, he comes close to Hashem. Once already his inheritance is Hashem, which means he gets close to Hashem through the Torah, then already he's elevated. Then he goes high. Oh, but if he elevates himself too much, what happens? God lowers him down. Guy is the valley. Should you go all the way down? But not only that, they bury him. They bring him not just down low, but they put him very low into the ground. So they're learning like they, they interchange like the pit and the ayin. So it's like that you'll be, you know, lowered went into the valley. But if he makes the shuvah, God will elevate him once again. Meaning somebody that's uh, low, right? He will be elevated. Now look at the bottom run. The bottom run says, 
מאי דכתיב ומבא מתנה, נתכוון רבי יוסף להזהיר רבה שיש שפל רוח ביותר. He gave this derasha on purpose, because he wanted to keep him, uh, keep him humble. Okay, look at the top line. כל גיא ינסה, אף אגב, זה לא כתיב גבי היקרה, או מנחל יעל, במות, which is this, כל גיא ינסה is not written by uh, the well of uh, מרים. דהאיו בתורה והבנביאים, זה פסוק זה אקשלי אינדי נביא, אפילו אחר, כיוון דכתיב דקדוק ברוך הוא משפילו, כי גם הייתי ראייה שמשפיל עצמו סופו לעלות כדכתיב כל גיא ינסה. But still it's bringing a ראייה nonetheless, because it's talking about the same topic. ולעניין הלכה, בעיין דרבה לא אפשטה, which is רבה's question was, do you consider rent? on houses and rent on boats, alalta or not. Hilkach lo gabe mishar batim mishar sifinot. He cannot get payment from those things. Why? The yad ba'al ashtar ala tahtona. We have a rule. You want to take money out of a person, right? You have a shtar. The guy who has the shtar, yado ala tahtona. And therefore, because the guy can come along and say, that's not alalta. So therefore, when it comes to taking money from somebody, he cannot take it out. Abal gabe ne darim, nakhtina ne khumrah. Which is when a guy comes along uh, making a nidr against alalta, he cannot benefit not even from the uh, rental and things like that that uh, <coughs> have a decrease, that depreciate, because that's, uh, we call the humla by the subject of the nidari. Top line, Tanya no dirmina dagan. We said the bright type. If a person makes a nidr against dagan, asud af bifula mitzri yavish. Why? Because that's another item that is piled. Mutar bilah. Okay, but the moist ones, they don't pile them, and therefore it's more like a uh, vegetable. Umutar, and furthermore, he's permissible, the oris, oris is rice. Hilka is chita that's cracked into two. Tirgis is cracked into three. Tisni is into four. Now again, these items over here, the point is, they don't pile them as well. Only pile them when they're whole. Hanodir min perotashana. Okay, a person makes, let's say, a nedr against uh, the uh, perot of the uh, of the year. Okay, that are going to grow this year. He makes a nedr against it. Asur bechot perot shana. So that year is going to be asur from all the gidol karka. Then it grows from the ground. Umutar, but it'll be permissible begidayim. That's what uh, goats, telaim, sheep, halav, milk, betzim, uh, eggs, gozalot, uh, birds. Because they're not called piri. Okay, that's not called piri. You know, they grow from, they come from the ground, they eat from the ground, things like that. That's not considered a piri. Vimamar gidulishana. If he said uh, anything that grows this year, alai, asud bekulan. So it's going to be asud in all these items. So there's a difference between pirot shana and gidulishana, meaning gidulishana is more inclusive. Tadan. Right. So he told about where he limited himself to a specific time that these are forbidden. If he said these things are forbidden forever, it's not hal such a neder. Why? It includes so many items, it's impossible to live like that. So therefore the neder is not hal from the inception. Okay, so that piece of the Gemara basically is the difference between perot shana and Gidule Shana. Gemara continues. Hanodim min perota aris. Okay, guy makes a nether against uh, fruit from the ground. Asur bechol perota aris. Okay, anything that goes from the ground. Umutar bekim hinu petriot. But it'll be permissible to have truffles and mushrooms. Vim amar gidule karka alai. 
things that grow from the ground uh, are unto me as an edir. Asur mechulan, even truffles and mushrooms. Urmini, so you're telling me now that mushrooms are gidule karka. What do you mean? We learned the Masikim Menachot. Abdabar she'en gidulo mena'ares, omer she'akol ni'yavid baro. On things that are not grown from the ground, the beracha and the meshakonel dro. Betanya, what are these items? We have a brayta ala melah, which is salt, the ala zemit. As he explained, zemit it's like a brine, no? salty. Uh, salt works. Hmm? Salt works. Salt water. Sorry. Salt water. Good. That's uh, very very concentrated uh, salt water. The alchemy inu petriot and on truffles and on mushrooms, omer shakoniya bedvaro. So you see clearly, mushrooms are not called gidule karka. So why, when a guy makes a neder on gidule karka, does it include mushrooms? Amar mirbarabu No, they grow on the ground. You can call them gidule karka because they grow from the ground. However, minak But their sustenance, their uh, their growth, actually comes more from the environment than from the ground. Oh, so the Gemara is back. But what do you mean? The statement in Masikil Barachot calls it in Gidulomena Aris. Now you're saying that's not true. You're saying it really is Gidulomena Aris. It just doesn't have its sustenance from the Aris. So why does the statement in Masikil Barachot call it in Gidulomena Aris? Tani, you're right. Change the statement. Change it on an item that's not Yonek that doesn't. Uh, draw its sustenance from the ground. But in Echenameh, it is considered Gedolei Aretz. So the Ma'aseh, it's a Shakol Yavet Baro, but in Yanedarim, if a guy says Gedolei Aretz, it includes Kemein and Petriot. Let's read the Ran. Umutar bekemein upetriot. Delatperotaaresinumiubechalgidulekarkeitnukidulashazibalkimirupetiotomeshakoniyabedbaro <laughs> Asur bechol minim mitika umutar beyayin. The exact opposite. He's asur in all sweet items, and he's permissible to have wine. How is that so? Begarisina labirushami kemanda amar alchubin edarim halashom bnei adam. Because we follow the shita that says you go after vernacular, the way people speak. Uh-huh. Although Torah language tirosh is wine, but in vernacular people refer to tirosh as sweets, and yayin is wine. Therefore, guys, no derim na tirosh yayin mutar mitika asur. But if you go according to the Shittar, it says that uh, you go after the Torah, so Torosh obviously means wine. We don't use, let's say, uh, we don't talk Lashon uh, HaKodesh. Right? He says we talk different language. Let's say he made his neder in Hebrew. And he referred to the word tirosh asur biyayin muta bechol minem bitika. It means wine. Why? The anan lokerin tirosh el yayin kusunotra. When we use the word tirosh, we only mean yayin. So therefore, it's only going to be it's going to be the opposite of the rishon. Yayin asur bitika muta v'taperik kom abin hanodel min mazon. Okay, mazon literally means like uh, food stuff, right? 
mutar b'mayim u'memelach. Right, because that's not an item that is, uh, you know, we call it the mazon. It doesn't uh, satiate uh, a person. So he's permissible, he's forbidden in all foods except for salt and water. Oh, you tell me, okay, water is not, and salt is not mazon. Every other item, food is called mazon. Can't be. Which means we only make borim minim zonot on grains. So how can you tell me when a guy is nodirim and a mazon that includes all foods? The Quran should only include the foods that make borim minim zonot. Amar Yosef, Be'omer kol hazan alai. He said, anything that... Uh, Zan uh, me that uh, that um, satiates me. Not necessarily that it's a mizonot per se, because mizonot would refer to grains. Anything that's like a sustenance item. If he said the word mazon, it's only be asud from grain products. So there's a difference between hazan and mazon. Comes the next mishnah. Noder min akisut. Kisut is a suit, clothes. I'm not going to wear this uh, garment, whatever it is, right? Mutar besak Basically, these are not items that are normally worn as a garment. A sack, yidi'ah and hamila are like large, um, thick garments that are usually used in the rain to cover oneself, but not used as a garment per se. So when you make a, a neder that you're not going to wear uh, garments, these items are not considered uh, included. Look at the Ran. Mutar besak mira bechemila, they lo mekeksut. They're not considered a kesut. These are again, these are more like a covering items than they are clothes. Amar kunam semer ole alai. Right? I'm not going to wear semer, anything that's uh, wool. Mutar lit kasut begize semer. He'd be allowed to cover himself up with the gize semer, the shearings of the wool. Why? So the Ran says, Again, because when he says semen, it means to wear, like a, like a wool suit or clothes, but just putting the shearings on it, that's not considered wearing, and therefore it would be permissible. Right. Or he makes a nedir. Right? That he's not going to wear clothes made out of uh, pishtan flax. He could wear, and he'd say pishtan is like uh, bundles of uh, flax. That's really not clothes. He'd be able to cover himself with those items. The Biuda Amir, The Biuda says it all goes according to the intention of the one that made the vow. What do you mean? Ta'an. Let's say a guy was carrying bundles of uh, wool. Ta'an. He's carrying it on his shoulders. Vizia. And he's sweating from the heavy load. Right? And uh, there's the smell. What's the smell? Right, from his sweat. Yeah. Okay? So now, Amas, what does he say? Kunam semiru pishtim ola alai. He says, I'm making a vow. I'm not uh, going to put these things on me. Mutalit kasut vasudav Since in the context that he made his neder, he doesn't want to put him on his shoulder anymore. So therefore, then it means carrying his asud, but wearing would be mutar. You see, because under the context where he made his, under the circumstances where he made his neder, you see, he wanted to set upon himself something else, which means like this: it's master from our mishnah that stam neder is mashma levisha, which we stam when a guy makes a neder kunam tzemir alai, it's levisha, unless 
you're able to interpret it otherwise. For example, when the guy has uh, the heavy load on the shoulder, and he's sweating, and he smells, so when the guy says, <coughs> it means to what's happening to him now. Mashiach will be permissible for him to wear it. Right? Based on the circumstances at the time of the Nedir. Comes the Gemara and says, Tanya, we have a bright. We learned in the Mishnah, a person makes a Nedir against Kisut is what? The clothes. These are large items that are basically used to cover the person. Cover his head in the rain and things like that. Ve'asur bepunda u'bepsika u'peska u'besukreta u'bekatablia ve'anpilia u'filinia u'mechnasayim ve'koba. Okay, let's go one at a time. Punda on a belt. Okay, hollow belt. U'peska. What do you call it? Piskia. Wide belt. Hmm. Wide belt. Okay. Ubesikrutel, wait for the Gemara to explain that. Ubekatabla. Doesn't say katabla. Right, these are all different leather type of garments. Right? Ladan says, Kulam minim balbushim shil or. Hey, leather items. It's a leather item that the tanners would wear over their clothes. The anpilia. Is that like a sock? Shoes. Oh, shoes. Okay, leather shoes. Ufa u flinya. Flinya. How do you explain that? It's flinya. Flinya. Sina. 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 Now, my escorte, what is this item called escorte? Amarava, Rabba, Barbarhana, Kituna, Ditsala. It's a leather, uh, ketonet, like a robe that the uh, tanners wear over their garments. Tanya, Yotzin is a law Shabbat now. Now, Shabbat, you have a sur to carry. However, if you're wearing a garment, that's not considered to carry. So anything that's derich malbush, mutar to wear in the Rishut Rabbim. Any item that's not derech madbush is going to be asur. It's considered carrying. So the bright is going to list certain items that are mutar on Shabbat because it's considered a madbush and certain items that are not tanya. Yotzin besak ava. That's the wide sack. Rashi ran beShabbat velo amin masuihu. Now velo sack mamash. It's not actually a sack itself. Ela kein sack. That type of sefer roim yosim besakim, which means uh, people, uh, the the shepherds, for example, would wear this type of item. Not only shepherds, shepherds would wear it because it's a wide garment and it protects them from the elements. But other people as well, if they wear it, it's considered a garment. Ubsagus ava. Okay. Ubiyidia ubahamila mipene agishamim. And also these wide garments that they wear to cover themselves because of the rain. Abal lo beteba velo bekupa velo bemachasel neagishamim. Teba would be like a box or kupa, put a basket over his head to protect himself from the rain. Velo bemachasel like a mat neagishim, because that's like considered a garment. At least the other items you consider malbush. Now she ain't these items are not considered even a garment. Enyan Shabbat. That's considered a Masui. Good? So the, the Mephalesh explains over here, Segus Aba, Min Saku Aba Tfemidi'ah. 
another wide uh, uh, item. Haru'im yotzim b'sakim. Shepherds, they're able to go out with sakim. Ve'lo ru'im b'lvad amru. Ela kol adam. Anybody can go out and shabbat with these adams. Ela chedibru achamim because I guess that was the common uh, situation that they would wear these uh, items. I guess to protect <coughs> themselves. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, the Mephash say over here that they can go out on Shabbat with these items. Interesting. Even without Geshemim, would be permissible. Good. Last piece, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, I call the Fiyan Oden. So Rabbi Yehuda and the Mishnah said, what all goes really according to the uh, circumstances that the Nidr was made? Tanya, Ketzad, Abad Rabbi Yehuda, I call the Fiyan Oden. What's the case? Now, let's pay attention. The Baraita is going to sound like the Mishnah, but it's actually different than our Mishnah. Let's read the Baraita. I call the Fiyan Oden, Hayal Avu Semer. Let's say a guy was wearing uh, wool. Ve'etzar. And it was uncomfortable because it was too small on him. The Amar Kunam Simir or the Alai. Kunam Simir Alai. I don't want to wear this. Uh, I'm forbidding myself. Asur Lil Bosh. So it's going to be forbidden for him to wear it. Umutar Lit'on. But it'll be permissive for him to carry it. Because again, under the context that he made it, he was concerned about the tightness. Hayat Ta'un Pishtan. But the opposite. He was carrying Pishtan. Vizia. And he started to sweat. And the opposite. He can wear, but he can't carry. Now, let's read the Ram. Tanya. The Malbush was tight on him, short on him. Then it's tightable. This Braita is actually arguing on the logic of Rabbi Yehuda. As we learned in the Mishnah, the Tana the Manitin Svira le Terebiuda Mode the Tana Kamadukol Hecha Deleka Hochaha. When you don't have any circumstances, Levisha Mashma Velotayina. In Stam, when a guy's Osir these fabrics on him, it means for wearing and not for carrying, unless you have a Hochaha to say otherwise. Terebiuda the Brayta Mashma the Svira le Dele Mishre Tayina Name Bae Hochaha. She's according to the Braita, as long as you don't have a hochacha the other way, even te'ina is going to be asur. Which is when a guy says, semer alai, mashma, not only wearing semer, but even carrying. Unless you have a reason to say that it was only wearing and not carrying. Understand? Which means, according to the Mishnah, stab, it's wearing. According to the Braita, stab, it's everything, unless you have a reason to exclude it. And that's what the Braita says. If it was tied on him, then you have a reason to exclude it. But if you have a reason to exclude it, it means uh, wearing and uh, carrying. We go like the Mishnah. Why? Because Hilkach, I guess the Mishnah over the Braita. Simple. Hilkach, stama levisha mashma, velo ta'ina, avalayat ta'un. But if he was carrying, Amen, amen.